Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. When everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff. Joe. How are you, buddy? I'm pretty good. Excellent. Fair to middling is what Fair my father to used to say. Fair <laughs> to middling. Middling? I, I have no idea. It's just what he said, and I always understood. It. Well, it's interesting because <laughs> Mandy's grandma used to say that, and... We always thought she said fair to Midland, and who knows which it is. Midland is what my dad would yeah. say. Now, Mandy's grandma is probably my dad's age. Um, well, how old How old would your dad be? My dad would be uh, 89. Okay, so yeah, pretty close, because she'd be like 96. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my so. dad would be, uh, yeah, 89. He's born in 1934, so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know Mandy's grandmother's birth year, but... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they'd be close. Yeah, old saying. Wherever Midland is, or Middleland, we're Midland, uh, in, mid, in between there. Fair to Midland is what my dad would say. Yeah. Um, so that's how I am, Joe. Oh well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Fair that, that to you're, fair to obscure. <laughs> so that some of you might be from Midland, and if it's terrible, then I'm sorry that you're on that end of the spectrum. Yeah, you guys kind of got the raw into that deal. Yeah. Or if Midland's awesome, like I'm really glad you're doing so great. Joe. <laughs> Since we don't know where that is. I bet is. you Bob Ball knows. Oh, there there it is. It's been a while. <laughs> Hello, Bob. Um, well, we have a submitted question today, and um, this one gets a little bit into wounds and grief and how God uh, interacts with us through that. So our listener says, like many, life has wounded me deeply. Hmm. I fully believe that God intends good things from all things in God's providence, I know God is directing my path, but the hurt and the grief just don't go away. I've forgiven those who've hurt me. Does God allow some lives to be shadowed with long-term grief and loss? I have joy in God, but not in life. Hmm. Jeff, I know that um, <laughs> I know you're like me enough to know that your pastor, you know, meters just went off like crazy. Like, yeah. what are some of the things that you would want to talk with our listener about here? Well, I actually. Uh, I actually think they're asking a very fair question. So just based on what they submitted here, um, I think that they are finding joy and hope and courage and healing in the Lord and then asking a fair question of, like, why can't I get a break here, right? right? And so I I think that's—I just think it's a fair question. So they they ask the question basically— uh, do some people have to carry more pain in life than other people do? And the answer to that is yes. Yeah. Uh, some people carry more pain in life than others do. Now, what's unique about the Christian perspective is our perspective on pain is not necessarily negative. Yeah. So I would actually believe pretty deeply that... Uh, Pain can be a gift from God, it can be a tool from God, and lack of pain does not necessarily equal God's blessing. I, I think that's a false teaching. So when you look at the prosperity gospel and uh, you look at those uh, those kinds of teachings that would say that 
if you follow God and have enough faith, you will have money, you will have healing, and life will go the way that you want it to go. I think that is a false teaching mm. uh, because it does not align with Scripture, mm-hmm. and it does not align with the life patterns of people. So Jesus was a person who was acquainted with suffering and pain. Uh, so Jesus suffered. All of the disciples suffered. Yep. Uh, all of the righteous examples in the Scripture suffered. Um, even uh, uh, people that we would hold up as examples of wealth and prosperity actually suffered. Mm-hmm. So suffering the reason that it's a, it's a it's um, acquainted with following Christ is because it was the path that Christ took. So when you say are, do, she asks the question, uh, does God allow some lives to be shadowed with long term grief and pain? The answer is yes, hmm. because God allows some to bear stronger testimony to who He is and what He's like than others. And those who bear testimony to God's grace and God's goodness in the midst of their pain bear the strongest testimony. Yeah, unpack that a little bit. So, you know, (laughs) I mean, some of our listeners might be like, what do you mean by testimony, like in a court of law? You know, but like, what what do you mean that just because I'm experiencing more pain, I get to bear something stronger? doesn't feel like it feels like my life's falling apart. Like, what does that look like? So if, if God blessed you with uh, wealth and riches and beauty, what do you have that Kim Kardashian doesn't have? <laughs> if he blessed you with success in all of your business ventures, what do you have that Jeff Bezos doesn't have? Right? Yeah. There's, there's actually nothing, you, nothing uniquely necessary for God to do in your life for you to acquire those things. Yeah. You can be godless. You can be anti-God and still acquire those things in, in your life. For you to suffer and deal with loss and grief and praise God hmm. and say He is good and I find joy in Him— you have something that people without Christ cannot have. Only God can do that in your heart. And that perspective is a perspective that can only be given by God, which is why it sticks out so strongly. So when a Christ follower intentionally lives in poverty to love the poor, Mother Teresa, uh, when a Christ follower intentionally undergoes persecution to bring about justice, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, when a Christ follower endures the cancer and endures uh, the—C.S. Lewis says pain is God's megaphone. So they have a platform in life that other people won't have. My favorite story about this is is, um, about a girl, we called her Cat. She was in her early 20s, dying of cancer. And I, the, the night she got the diagnosis that it was terminal, I went over to her house and was visiting with her and her family. And I looked at her and I said, Kat, what do we want to do with this? And I was like, she's like, what do you mean? I said, well, are you going to go like live out a bucket list or do you want to make a difference for Christ? And she's like, I want to make a difference for Christ. How can we do that? And I said to her, Kat, everybody listens to the girl with cancer. Yep. 
the fact that you have cancer mm-hmm. gives you a megaphone and a platform that you would never have if you didn't have cancer. Yep, yep. And your victory is assured. A cat's with the Lord. Now she suffered. She did. And yep. she died. Yep. So she now would look and say, I'd rather do that than, than not be with Christ, right? Now she can see it with a, a perfection because she's with the Lord. But she saw an opportunity that she was entrusted with. She didn't see a curse that she had to bear. Yeah. Well, it's almost like um, the, the pain, the suffering, the loss that we experience become instant connection points with other people, that we have something to share with them. Because, you know, for, for so many, it's hard to empathize with somebody that hasn't gone through something similar. Right. And so I was... Um, talking with a few folks in a group that I'm in, and we were talking a little bit about this concept, actually. And there's um, our group is, some of them are married, some of them are single. And when this topic kind of came up, someone said, well, you know, it'd be easy for me to say, hey, guys, marriage is not the end-all, be-all. It's not the, f- the fulfilling relationship in your life. It doesn't meet all of your needs. Like, it's wonderful, and there's really neat things that happen in marriage, but if you're looking to a spouse to fulfill all of your you know, uh, satisfaction in life. Like, that's an unfair um, expectation to place on your spouse. I said, if a married person said that, the single people would be like, well, it's easy for you to say you're married. But if a single person stands up and says, like, no, I have found something greater than just my pursuit of a significant other, like, now suddenly that shared experience, what a, what a lot of people at least say when they're, they feel stuck in singlehood would feel like a pain... Um, they're like, oh, wait a minute, what do you mean you have found something different? Suddenly you have a platform to be able to share out of that shared, uh, in this case, grief of not being able to find someone to spend the rest of your life with. So it gives you that that instant connection with people. Um, I, it stinks, but I like what you're saying there, like everyone listens to the girl with cancer. Yeah, and, and in the Christian thought and in Christian perspective, it doesn't stink, it's mm-hmm. a blessing. right. So we're to the James one says we count trials as joy. Mm-hmm. Um, we endure. Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him. Uh, Paul says we comfort so that we can comfort. Mm-hmm. Right. So in the Christian perspective, our suffering, the what what's weird and 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 uh, is is this. There are aspects of my relationship with Christ that I cannot understand until I join mm-hmm. in his suffering, yes. which is what the Apostle Paul says. So Jesus' suffering, him being faithful to his Father in it, him being motivated by love to endure it, his eternal perspective. Remember, Jesus lived to be 33, and then he was killed right, brutally. So he didn't get this great long life, help me never die and be rich thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until we join him in his sufferings, our faith will be as deep as our willingness to suffer. Yeah. So this is where the, the listener who wrote this, I'm like, you actually have a really good perspective on it. You can look and say, um, I would prefer not to suffer. That's exactly what Jesus said before he went to the cross. He's yep. like, Lord, 
if you could take this cup from me, I would prefer that. But then he said, not my will, but yours be done. And so I don't think looking to God and praying, God, would you take pain away? God, would you heal someone? So I don't, have to, I don't think those are sins. I don't think they're wrong. I don't think the pain and the loss is a curse from God or a rejection from God. Right. I think it, it is to be viewed as an invitation to know Christ on a deeper, deeper level. And that, it, when Paul says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection, he's like, everything else is garbage as com- and compared to knowing the heart and mind of Jesus that deeply. Yep. And when you say, I want to know the heart and mind of Jesus that deeply, he's like, fastest way to that mm-hmm. is suffering, because that's where you're going to understand what I did for you on, on the deepest levels. So this is something that cuts against our Americanism. Mm-hmm. This is something that cuts against a popular heresy that's in the church today called the prosperity gospel. Jesus makes you rich, happy, and healthy. Um, you will not find that in the in the scripture. Sure. Yep. Uh, and and you will not find examples of that. You, mm-hmm. you will find examples of people who did not suffer. You will uh, uh, continually. You will find examples of people who lived a normal lifespan. Mm-hmm. But you will find many examples, especially in the New Testament, I'll say most. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Jesus, when you talk about Peter, James, uh, Mark, Luke, Matthew, when you talk about uh, 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 Paul, mm-hmm. these guys were all martyred, Yep. usually after they did prison time, right. which they were doing because they were being chased around, beaten, spat upon. <laughs> right. It was not cool. Right. Right. Well, and even Paul, you know, when he talks about his thorn in the flesh, like he basically feels this response from God saying, my grace is sufficient for you. Yeah. That what I have for you is greater than what it is that you're going through. And we have that opportunity then to communicate that with other people, that um, the depth of God's love is proven in our pain, not in our greatest moments. Yeah. It's easy to love people when things are going great. Right. But to faithfully stand by someone when things are falling apart, like, that's when you know, I mean, these people love me. Or in this case, God loves me. Yeah. He has been faithful to me. He is by my side. He is walking me through this. Like, that's an intensity of proof of God's love in your life when you're seeing him even navigate the yeah. pain with you. Peter says, why are you acting like something unusual is happening to you? <laughs> this right. is the norm. Now... What our reader or our listener does here, I love their perspective. What they're seeing is this. There is great joy that comes when we bear each other's burdens, which is what we do when we suffer. If you've ever gone through, I I just said to Heidi, uh, my wife Heidi, the other night, uh, we were talking with some friends and we were coming home, and I said, you know, you never know how much you need your church family <laughs> until you need your church family. Yeah. And th- this family we're leaving was in tears about how generous and grace uh, and gracious the people of, the, of Grace Church had been. Mm-hmm. So that, that stuff does not happen perfectly. I don't, but when it happens, mm-hmm. you, it's funny, the joy didn't come because the problems went away. The joy came because the people of God showed up. 
The joy came because God met them in a different way. The joy came because they were able to redeem that pain. And and that is very much the Christian perspective, the Mm -hmm. biblical perspective on how we would enter that. So we, as Christ followers, would interpret all of that differently when somebody in the name of Jesus says that is because you don't have enough faith, they're lying. <laughs> it is a heresy. Yeah. And I said that word on purpose. Yep. So it, it is a lie. When we run and minister, help, extend generosity, serve, give, comfort, that's that's we're doing that on Jesus's behalf as his body. Yeah as his physical presence in somebody's life in that pain. When in Matthew 25, when Jesus talks about, you know, when you were hungry, thirsty, naked, imprisoned, you know, um, when you served even the least of these, you also did it unto me. Like every one of those examples is people going through something very, very difficult. And he not only says like to care for those in that circumstance, but he totally alleviates the or uh, leans into the fact that like you're also going to be found in those circumstances yeah and that's when uh, the, the love and the faithfulness of God show up and the more and more you're connected to those people the more and more you begin to see that play out in your life as well so it's very very helpful Jeff does this does this show up in you know all kinds of pain and grief you know I I, I want to be um, just aware of the fact that a lot of our listeners, you know, might almost be categorizing themselves out of it. Like, yeah, 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 that works for this, but my grief is different. Yeah. So when J- when James says, "Count it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds," mm. I like to say that that's everything from the trivial to the tragic. So that's my goldfish died, all the way over to my life blew up, and and all of those things like test our faith, mm-hmm. and being faithful to the Lord. What what. James explains why it's happening. He says, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And then he says, perseverance must finish its work so that you can be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Yeah. And then he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God. He'll give generously without finding fault. So James is like, this is what's happening. You want to know Jesus better? This is why that trial's in your life. Yep. It matures you and it completes you. And then he helps us, and he's like, if you don't know what to do, ask God. Yeah. But then he says, but if you ask, don't doubt. Don't, don't be blown and tossed by the wind yeah. uh, because you'll be a, a double-minded person. So like, yeah, but I want to be healthy and rich. And it's like, yeah, don't, man. Like God's doing something. Let him do it. I don't think, I, I don't believe we need to be uh, monks and nuns and we need to whip ourselves and You'll, you'll see this in church history, and even now you'll see people hurt themselves, be crucified, uh, starve themselves to death, like, like beyond fasting, like, you know, um, live in a cold, dark, dank thing. So I don't, I don't think we have to do that. I don't think that's what uh, the Scripture is trying to teach us. I think it's, it's as we live the life God has ordained for us, we do that for His glory. Yeah. I see that God, I, I look at my mom and dad who in a span of time, uh, 10, 12 years, they uh, lost my brother in a car accident. And then my father's sister 
six of her eight children and her husband were killed in a car accident. Then their parent, my grandparents, died. Then my father had a massive stroke. And this is their adulthood. This yeah. is their 30s and 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. Like a difficult life, yeah. difficult life. They did not lack joy. Their faith was tested, and they did not set it aside. Yep. And they had a massive impact on the world. Simple people, no podcast, no pulpit. <laughs> you know, it's mostly their children, their grandchildren who tell these stories, but a massive impact on the world. And I'm like, did God uniquely ask them to do it? Yes, I think he did. Hmm. Why? He saw their ability, he saw the, the, uh, he solved the ability, the depth of their ability to be mature. Wow, yep. So he brought that out of them. Now, I don't want to go through it. Sure. Nobody wants to go through it. That's not the question. <laughs> the question is, will I if I'm asked? Yep. And, like, my mom and dad were people who were like, yes, we will. Now that we have been asked. They didn't go and pose that on themselves, <laughs> sure, right? yeah. So... Like I said, I don't think we have to go looking for this. I don't think we have to self-impose it. I don't think it's a sin to ask God to deliver it from us. It's an opportunity when he steers our life in that direction. And a Christian perspective would be that we uniquely embrace that opportunity as a gift. That's that's incredible, <clears throat> excuse me, incredible advice. And I hope that we're not just uh, listening to this on double speed and let that go. <laughs> you know, like pause, rewind. Like this this is God inviting us into something that if we have an opportunity to reflect him in a very, very unique way. And so it's probably a good point of prayer, whether you've experienced something or not at this point. Um, have that conversation with the Lord. This is, I think, in many ways what prayer can be are those honest dialogues back and forth, not just the wish list stuff. So bring that before him and um, ask him, you know, how, how he's going to help you get through what you're going through. Now, if you uh, would like a question submitted here on our podcast, you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if we can help you take any unique next steps, uh, you know, this week I'm thinking maybe you need to process some of the things that you've uh, walked through. Maybe you need some pastoral advice or counseling, or you need to get connected with some folks to help you engage part of your journey. Reach out. Let us know. We would love to uh, kind of go arm in arm with you in those uh, valleys of life. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a community of people to join into and follow Jesus together, you can always join us here at Grace Church in person or online. Well, thank you so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.